Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E-Society Podcast Anchor Edition. We're back. We're back again. We're doing our top favorite movie endings. But before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, what's up, everybody? At the, sorry, what's up, everybody? Oh, we got to get through this one kind of quick. Uh, no problem, no problem. Uh, I know you laid down the little ground rules that we were going to stay away from uh, Star Wars and Marvel movies because those, especially for me, those are my go-to. So uh, it, it'd probably be a whole countdown of that for me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted you to get away from it. We've we've seen all that. We've done all that already. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> and we got, a, we got a Star Wars pod coming soon anyways, too. So. All right. Kick us off. All right. Uh, I'm going to start uh, with my number one uh, not so scary, scary movie from last year. I'm going to go with uh, The Others, uh, Nicole Kidman movie. Uh, this is a movie that uh, I, I I loved it so much because it was one of those that uh, I didn't call. I didn't see it coming, but when it did, everything made sense, and I loved everything about it. This one, man, I I got it like a little before halfway through. I figured out what was happening. Right. I I assume maybe we should uh, say that all of these are going to be spoilers since they're end of movies. These are all old, so you guys should have seen these by now. Okay. So So, because I have no, I have nothing new. Everything I got is old. Right. Uh, Yeah. Others is from two thousand one. So. I did recommend it last October, too, if you've been listening to us that long. Uh, thank you. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, the thing that made this so incredible was uh, we didn't realize the whole time we were watching. Uh, uh, they thought they were being haunted, but they were the haunters. Uh, we, we thought they might be ghosts after them. They were the ghosts. And uh, I love that twist and it made so much sense. And on rewatches, you can just see how much it makes sense, how much it all fits together. And I just love everything about it. So, yeah, uh, my first entry, the others. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good movie. I liked it. It was just like I, once I figured it out, I was kind of like, OK, let me just wait. Right. Uh, right. And then nice. I was like, yeah, OK. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I mean, I did enjoy it. I know I own it and I have it somewhere. Yeah. Break it out for October. (laughs) All right. My first, uh, entry in this countdown is, uh, 2007's The Mist. Uh, this was directed by Frank Durbont. You guys all know him from Walking Dead and a ton of other things. Um, he did, um, didn't he do Shawshank Redemption? I think he did that one. He did. Yep. with uh, Stephen King and all that, but this one, uh, this was before the TV show. I liked the TV show. I know a lot of people didn't didn't care for it, but uh, let me see a quick synopsis. A freak storm unle- unleashes a species of bloodthirsty creature- creatures on a small town where a small band of citizens. What are you doing? <laughs> where a small band of citizens hold up in a supermarket to fight for their lives. Uh, this movie was awesome. I loved it. Uh, my wife read the book, so she, when we were watching it, she kept saying, that, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. But the end of this film just 
blew me away. It was it had nothing to do with the book because the book um, everyone lived uh, that that left the supermarket. But with this one, you had um, five survivors. Uh, this was this star Thomas Jane and uh, Lori Holden. You guys don't remember her from uh, Andrea from Walking Dead. Uh, Carol was in this as well, and then we had a Marsha Gray Harden. Oh, I hated her in this, but. With the five uh, survivors at the end, it was uh, Thomas Jane, his son, um, Andrea. That's not her name in this. Uh, Amanda was her name. She, her, and and an older couple. And, oh, my God. they It just came down to they ran out of gas. Uh, The monsters were outside, and there was nothing they can do. They can either just sit there and wait for the monsters to attack the car and kill them, or... Uh, take it upon themselves to to end it, and, and that's what happened. And oh my God, I remember sitting in the theater, just like oh, and he had to just kill his son, uh, the lady and the and the older couple, and he just, I just finished, I just watched this the end of this on YouTube, and oh my God, he just screamed and cried, and then he jumped out of the car and waited for. Uh, the monsters. He was screaming, "Just come and get me!" and all this. And then next thing you know, he turned around and here's this tank, and all these soldiers came walking through. If he would have waited, I don't know. I didn't really count the time. Maybe just a couple more minutes, they would have all been saved. But right. then the the movie ends right there with, and he just falls to the ground screaming. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I just felt. Like I felt horrible <laughs> uh, at the ending of this film, which I thought was amazing, and I still love that film. But I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I just, oh, it was just, it was so heartbreaking to where you had to kill uh, your friends and he had to kill his son, and then I don't know, man. I, I would have just, I would have ran off into the woods and just hopefully someone would have grabbed me or. I don't know. It was just such a, a, a just terrible, not as in terrible, the movie sucked as it's just a terrible yeah. ending for, for that guy, for the character, Thomas Jane's character. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what do you got next? All right. Up next, I'm going all the way back to 1966. I'm going to go Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. This is a two-hour and 41-minute movie, but in my opinion, if you make it all the way to the end, it has one of the most classic endings of all time, Western or whatever. Uh, The graveyard three-way showdown between uh, Clint Eastwood's Blondie, or the man with no name, uh, Eli Wallace's Tuco, and Lee Van Cleef's Angel Eyes. Uh, so iconic, so inspirational for so many things. Uh, just right off the bat, one of the things I, that comes right to mind when I think of it is uh, Samurai Jack was so inspired by things like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And uh, they they do multiple across the seasons of that show. They do uh, standoffs that are, it's, it's just straight inspired by that uh, graveyard showdown. So uh, I love the music just the tension between the characters and, and then how it goes down and the results of it and where we're left, you know, you know, Blondie, you son of a, woo, woo, woo. 
you know, love it. Uh, so classic. So uh, I do got to say uh, <laughs> that the movie is two hours and 41 minutes. And um, while I love the film, uh, I could actually do without uh, the whole running into the whole civil war, the, the uh, North and the South and the whole bridge conflict. I could have done without that. They could have, they could have cut that and probably trimmed it back down to, to two hours, but so be it. Uh, in the end, that scene just pays off completely for me. Dude, the fucking whole movie is awesome. Even that whole scene with the civil war, that was like, <laughs> One of, one of the key parts of the film, they had to get through that to get to the other side. Yeah, and no doubt. No doubt. It's true, but I could still, I could have done without that whole Oh, thing. hell no, man. This movie, this is my all-time favorite uh, spaghetti western film. Right. Um, you guys, I love Clint Eastwood. He's my favorite actor, and I love this movie. I've seen it just a jillion times. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, my dad introduced me to the show, to this movie, and I fucking love love it and that ending is is just amazing the, just the shit down love it uh, i love the cinematography of how yep um when they kind of get that long shot of oh, yeah. all of them yeah. just you see them all standing in that circle in the center of this uh, cemetery and then the camera goes to each of to each uh, yeah the eyes. eyes incredible and the music yeah. is just brilliant <laughs> oh my god i love this movie it's such a beautiful movie every scene uh, especially when they're outside with the, with the with the big huge scenery shots. Oh my god, this movie is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Now I want to go watch that scene. Now that we're talking about it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, my next one. I'm going to 1980s to the um, John Landis classic, The Blues Brothers. Uh, the ending of this film uh, when uh, Jake and L. Elwood are, are running from uh, the, the the state police and the, the military and uh, Chicago's finest. Uh, just that whole police chase through downtown Chicago uh, to the top streets, to the uh, under the streets of Chicago and, and that uh, whacker drive or whatever of them just hauling ass in their um, uh, the police car that they had. They bought from an auction and just fucking uh the the music also and that just is so good i mean and the stunts they did uh with with this whole police chase uh, when the cars uh had this huge big pile up and then uh them just hauling ass through uh downtown and going to through this uh big huge um uh i don't know some kind of courtyard or something in front of all these buildings cuz they were trying to hurry and get um some money to the um uh, I know they owned like some back taxes or something to for the um their church uh school where, where they grew up and that was their whole story it was they were on a mission from God to help them save uh the church uh orphan orphanage that they grew up in and just the the hijinks and everything of of all that uh the awesome music the whole soundtrack this is also my favorite uh musical of all time and uh I love it I this is a movie I can just throw on over and over uh and watch it and just like I was just so amazed with that ending, just with the stunt driving and everything of them just hauling ass through the to, through the streets of Chicago, uh, and also out on the on the outskirts of the city on the highways and everything. Awesome film stars the legendary John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd. You got John Candy. You got the uh, the late and great Carrie Fisher. She's also in this, and numerous 
uh, musicians. We just lost Aretha Franklin. She's in this. Uh, you got Cab Calloway. You got Ray Charles. Uh, the Godfather himself, James Brown, and just the whole band, the whole Blues Brothers band right. is amazing. Matt Guitar Murphy, Donald Duck Dunn, uh, Mr. Fabulous, Blue Lou, um, Matt, I think I already said Matt Guitar Murphy, and just whoever else I'm forgetting. I can't remember. Tom Bones Malone, um, I had, uh, Willie Too Tall. Uh, Jones, I think that was his name, the drummer. And oh my God, this movie's amazing. And that ending, I love it. I could just watch the ending right. over and over right. uh, just for the stunt driving and everything. <laughs> so awesome, awesome ending, too. Uh, well, other than that, then you get to the very end when the prison scene when they have an awesome music number singing uh, Jailhouse Rock and everybody just going crazy, all the inmates uh, just dancing and having a good time. And oh, I love this movie. Yeah, I sent you that picture uh, a couple weeks ago. They had the uh, a screening of it here, and they brought the car out and everything. You had a couple guys dressed up. Uh, it would have been awesome for you to be here to, to uh, talk it up with them. <laughs> I know, man. I wish I could have been there. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving right along. I'm going back to 2000 for this one. I'm going to go with uh, Unbreakable. I'm a big fan of the early... M. Night Shyamalan films, and he's, you know, redeemed himself lately, I think, and uh, uh, with the surprise sequel to this, and then uh, we're getting the third part uh, this next year, but uh, this was coming off, obviously, one of uh, the biggest surprises, uh, generally speaking, in theaters. I remember just the hype of everybody talking Sixth Sense, and uh, I gotta admit, it got me, too. Like, I was just along for the ride, and uh, it completely got me. So going into this one, I was like, oh, yeah, this is from the dude. He, like, gets you. And um, I really just enjoyed the whole comic book angle from this. But uh, I do I, I do remember hearing in the lead up to this, they're like, oh, it's not, it's not as big as Sixth Sense. So actually, like, the blow was kind of softened for me. I thought they were talking more about, oh, the big twist is... Bruce Willis basically is a superhero. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's, you know, that's cool. But then you get the end of this movie and the landing of uh, Sam Jackson's uh, Elijah Price, Mr. Glass says, uh, uh, I guess there's only, you know, one thing left to do and uh, holds his hand out to, to the handshake. And then Bruce Willis's power kicks in and you get realize that basically, uh, Elijah Price caused all this this death and chaos and destruction in basically in search of he he's like now that uh, we know who you are I know who I am and, and and just that whole like whoa like it really did hit me and I was like damn he did it again like I, I was impressed and I just loved like the comic book angle to this movie so. Um, I was definitely pleasantly surprised when you told me to check out Split and to see that it was indeed a, a follow-up to Unbreakable, and now I just can't wait for Glass. So, yeah, uh, 2000's Unbreakable is my third pick. Yeah, Unbreakable is my favorite movie that uh, M. Night has done. Um, it hasn't really topped, and everyone goes to Sixth Sense and everything else. Right. Unbreakable is fucking amazing. Yep. I love that. Yep. And uh, that ending as well, I just like, oh, my God, I was just so shocked. Yeah. But 
going going flash forward onto Split when that ended. We already I already talked this before about on the show, but when that ending popped up, when the, they were watching the news thing, yeah, and uh, and then the, they were saying, "Hey, well, that that reminds me of that one guy. What was his name, uh, Mister?" And then you'd say Mister Glass, and then you see uh, Bruce Willis's character sitting there. I just went, "Yeah, oh my god!" I like screamed in the theater and i was <laughs> so happy and then now glass is almost here yep uh and oh i can't wait but unbreakable amazing film all right i am going to 1995 to david fincher's classic uh seven yes uh oh yeah. Br- classic brad pitt and morgan freeman and uh What's her name? Pepper Potts. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. And uh, this guy's got a lot of bad press, man. I think he's just hiding out. Kevin Spacey is John Doe. But the ending to this film was amazing. That whole police car or squad car ride. And John just explaining uh, why he did what he did with the seven deadly sins. And and just he, he, he just did such an awesome performance. And it's tough to watch him now after yeah. what he did, <laughs> but right. I, I still I still can enjoy uh, this film, and that whole ending was just so tense with with the box. What's and in the Morgan box? Freeman, oh, Morgan Freeman opening <laughs> it up and seeing blood, and you don't really oh. know what's in it at the time, oh. and he goes running back screaming, "Mills, Mills, uh, put your gun down!" Yeah. And, and then he's like, "What? What's going on?" And uh, and then uh, John Doe, Kevin Spacey's character, is like, "Okay, here he comes." And then he tries, and he tells him that his uh, his sin was envy because he envied um, uh, Brad Pitt's um, his life, and he because he told him he goes, "I tried to uh, live a perfect life like you, and I tried to be uh, a husband, and it didn't work out, so he ended up take cutting uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head off." Mm. And he's like. What? And then, and then he's like, "What's in the box?" And yeah, what's in the John box? Doe just, John Doe is just like, "I just told you," and he's like, "You lied!" And he shoves the gun in his head, and then that's when Morgan Freeman gets there, and he's yeah. like, "He goes, come on, put your gun, give me your gun, give me your gun." He's like, "No, what's in the box?" And he goes, "You made her a suspect," and he's like, "Just no, no," and he's, just, yeah. "Oh my god!" It was I. I remember the first time I saw us in the theater, Wrenching. I was like, "I was like, what the fuck?" For some reason, I thought. Because we already earlier in the film, we found out that, that that Gwyneth Paltrow was pregnant. First, I was thinking that he had cut the baby out oh, of her God. and put yeah. in the box. Uh, that that's just the demented mind I go to with all the craziness that I watch. But I that's what I was thinking. But then when he said he t- he took her pretty head, I was like, oh, I I couldn't believe it. And then when uh, Morgan Freeman's like, and. Uh, he he. That's when he told him he was kept. He told uh, David his Brad Pitt's scary. He goes become wrath, and then I was like, oh. And that's when Morgan Freeman goes, if you kill him, he'll win. Yeah. And then just Brad Pitt just like, oh my god. The hesitation too is done so well. You know, he like yeah, hesitate. He just like, oh. And then they just show that quick flash yeah. of Gwyneth Paltrow, and then he just walks up on her. And bah, yeah. Just <laughs> the head, and then just. Puts five more in him. Just, just the camera shot of that. Yeah. Uh, 
that far away shot when you see the cam the camera's like way far away and you just see it kind of zoom in and he blasts uh, John Doe's character. He goes down, but then the uh, the lower camera shot of you just all you see is uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt standing there and just putting five more slugs into him, and then you can hear um uh can't remember that character's name or the the actor's name, but he's O'Neill in Platoon. He's in all kinds of things, but he's like, "Oh fuck, I shot him!" And yeah. like, "Oh god, I I couldn't believe it." Oh my god, that 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 ending. It just like when it was over, I had to right. I had to, I had to sit there a minute and just no like, doubt, yeah. Oh fuck, man, what what did I just watch? And uh, Seven is. An amazing film. I love it. I mean, it's, to me, I think it's David Fincher's like just best film. I know someone's yelling at me saying it's not, but oh mm, my god, I like Zodiac. I, <laughs> I love this movie. This movie is so awesome. This is also a film I can just throw in. Right. Uh, I can watch it and then rewatch it immediately right after. I mean, that's how much I love this film. Right. All right. Ready for mine? Go for it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take it down a notch going back to uh, 1998. The Big Lebowski. You see what happens? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> <laughs> that's the edited version for those of you that know what the actual line is. And that's if you see it on TV. Uh, see what happens if you when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> but that's not the ending. Uh, after the craziness that is the movie and the hijinks and the caper, uh, we get the little bit of tragedy with uh, uh, Steve Buscemi's uh, Donnie character uh, passing away and uh, the dude and Walter up on the cliffs and Walter empties <laughs> out the ashes and it blows right in the dude's face and he gets to wipe him off. And he's like, what was all that about Vietnam? And he's like, Sorry, dude. And he's like, F it. Let's go bowling. And 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 you do, you just get that the in bowling scene. And and uh I think my favorite part about it is we once again get the uh the cowboy, the uh uh you know his name, Sam Elliott, the stranger. Uh he's just a stranger, yeah. Yeah, he gets his little uh monologue on like, Oh man, I hope you enjoyed yourself and you know, it was pretty fun and he's like, Oh, you know, sad seeing Donnie go, but I got hope there's uh a, a, a new Lebowski coming in the world, so and I don't know, just everything about it. It's an awesome like end to like an amazing cult classic film. So yeah. I wanted to throw that on here. Uh we need more Shout out to Lebowski on the pod. So, yeah. Big Lebowski, my number four. Yeah, I love that film. Amazing. Just fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am going to 2004 to my first introduction to the great uh, James Wan. And this is uh, Saw. Oh, this movie was amazing. This was a movie I was listening to Howard Stern's show, and he had mentioned it. And I was like, well, what is it? I didn't know what it was. Uh, I didn't watch any trailers. I just went and seen it. Uh, I was the only one sitting in the theater. I think it was like on its last run. Uh, it was there getting ready to pull it. And oh my God, I was just blown away. And what this, how, what, how this movie's old. You guys should have seen it by now. Just what was going on in the film, the goriness and everything, and just the whole uh, 
just flashbacks of what was going on and everything. But when you get to the end uh, with um, the two characters that are uh, Carrie Ellis and uh, Lee Wynell, I believe that. Lee Wynell is also one of the ones that um, uh, wrote, helped write the story. But those two characters are there. Um, Dr. Gordon, he just uh, basically cut his foot off. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, uh, uh, what was the other guy's name? Adam. He just got shot uh, in the shoulder because, um, what's his name? What was He was in Lost. Uh, was it Ben? Oh, right, yeah. Think, yeah, Ben was in it. He was in on the caper, and uh, he came running in and just, oh, my God. It, it just It just all hell broke loose. And uh, I mean, when they were all when they were they woke up in the beginning of the film, locked in this room. There's a dead body laying in the center. Looked like somebody blew he got just blew his head off. Uh, and then they they finally get these tapes, and then they just the it just unfolds of them of what's going on. Then you got Danny Glover in it trying to figure out uh, all these murders because it's the Jigsaw murders. I mean, I can't tell you how many Saw movies there is now, but um, but they end when. Uh, Dr. Gordon goes, hey, I get, if I don't get out of here and find help, I'm, I'm going to bleed to death. So he ends up crawling uh, out of the room because uh, they were chained up this whole time. And then you get Adam's character just sitting there. And then um, after um, Ben, I can't remember his name, Zep, it, it was his character. That was his name. Uh, he ended up, uh, Adam, Adam actually killed him earlier, uh, a few minutes before. And then when he was looking for a key, because Adam was still uh, tied up or chained up, he found a cassette tape and he hits that. And then he finds out that Adam was also uh, had to do some stuff for, uh, for John or was it the hell was his name? Jigsaw. But then his name, I think his name was John. Um, he had to do some stuff for him and they find out. And then you're like, Oh my God. I mean, you realize because for, for a minute you think that Zep is the one that, that put this whole thing together and, and it's not. So, because because he plays the tape, but then while he's doing that and like he's all shocked and what's up, uh, the camera the camera's not even there's only focused on Adam. But then all of a sudden in the background you see uh, that body that was laying there the whole movie get up, and you find out that it's um, uh, Jigsaw and he how he just put this whole thing together. Because then there's flashbacks and everything uh, of of what happened, but. That and this, the ending to this film, I did not see coming. Not are you pretty, usually pretty good on uh, finding, figuring things out, but I just, I just thought it was a dead body laying there. I did, had no idea. I didn't even look at him uh, the whole time when I was just concentrating on what Doctor Gordon and Adam were doing when they're talking, or or when they were outside with um, Danny Glover's characters of uh, of all that was happening and. Oh my god! I remember I was in the theater like, "What the fuck?" I like I was like, "Oh, I I, I started <laughs> clapping." That's how amazing the ending of this film was. I stood up in a whole empty theater and clapped. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" And after that, after this film, I have just been a James Wan mark, and uh, I love pretty much everything he's he's done or everything he's a part of. Yeah, he helped write the nun, and I already did that review. And eh, you can see it if you want, but uh, <laughs> I already ruined the end for you if you haven't seen Saw. But you should have seen it by now. But oh Saw yeah, is a fucking amazing ending. 
Yeah, I mean, it's classic. Uh, just real, real quick follow-up for me. Um, I don't know how far you got into that uh, that one game we we talked about, like last year was recommending you play. I know you finally got it. That uh, I think it was called Until Dawn, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, you get into some serious, like, saw-like stuff in that game. It was hard for me to, to play through and watch, so. Uh, I don't know if you ever got back to it, but uh, yeah, with Halloween coming up, you might want to get back to it. <laughs> I had, I haven't. I mean, seriously, yeah. I have not. Yeah, I played it a couple times and never really went back to it. Yeah. Oh um, man, it's got some stuff like saw though in it. Like we are coming down to our last two, our our uh, each our very uh, last film we're going to talk about but we are going to take a pause for a cause it'll only be seconds for you guys but we will be right back back again yep we just ended with what did we end with i don't remember i know we're down to our last two right uh did you just do saw yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny for everybody else listening. They're like, what? Of yeah, course you we, did. <laughs> we stopped for a few minutes and came back. But like I said, it was only seconds for you guys. So, Right. Uh, this is the last two movies of the countdown. Uh, these aren't like our top favorite. These are just yeah some five favorite endings of movies we got. Five favorite endings, right. Yeah, because if we do our top favorite, then we go with... We go into Star Wars and all that. Marvel, yeah, all that. <laughs> so, all right, man, what do you got? All right. Uh, considering I didn't pick anything Star Wars, I didn't pick anything Marvel, I was like, well, what's next? I had to pick something Wes Anderson. So just looking at the collection, I was looking, uh, there's a few movies, they don't end so happy and stuff. Even, you know, my biggest movie, the name I go by, Zisu, The Life Aquatic. Um, you know, as much as I love that ending and shout out to that ending, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, fantastic Mr. Fox. That's uh, Wes Anderson's stop motion animated film. Uh, but it's just as the story works just as well as any other Wes Anderson movie. It has that same vibe. It's just stop motion animation. The voices are awesome. Led by George Clooney as fantastic Mr. Fox. And um, uh, just the multiple parts of the ending, uh, starting with uh, just the rebellion against Bogus Bunsen Bean. And uh, once they're leaving and they see that wolf and they give the shout out with the fist up. That's so cool. And then just to uh, end with everybody in their new place and uh, Bogus Bunsen Bean still on the hunt for them, but they can't get them. And, and then the whole... Uh, They've 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 got an easy way into the grocery store now, so they're they're good, and they end uh, dancing in the grocery store. So yeah, I, I had to shout out uh, one of the uh, Wes Anderson movies. I could have gone also with Moonrise. That's a one of the happier endings, but uh, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's uh, that's uh, my fifth. I didn't like that one. Really, uh, Isle of the Do- Isle of the Dogs was fucking awesome. I love that one, but. Uh, fantastic Mr. Fox. I was kind of like, yeah, okay. I love it. I love it so much, especially the, the stop motion and all the detail. It's like what he does and why I love him so much. Just 
the detail and the just the oddity to it. Uh, huge Wes Anderson fan. It's right. It was like my, it's right there. It was my least other my least stuff. favorite out of everything he's done. Huh. That was, that's funny that I went with it. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, right on. Uh, I love that type of uh, animation type of stuff, and then. The movie was like, yeah, okay, it was all right. I mean, that's why I wasn't really expecting much out of Isle of the Dogs, but right. um, that one was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. That's out now, isn't it? Yeah, I still need that Blu-ray, but actually what I need is, uh, I don't know if they're out yet, but I have Criterion Collection versions of Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaum, Zisu, Darjeeling, and Fantastic Mr. Fox. But uh, Moonrise Kingdom and Grand Budapest, I only have the standard releases. So you got to get that criterion to get all the best uh, bonus features. And they often come with like lots of papers and like cool fold outs and stuff. So, yeah, but I'll dogs it out. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, everyone, but yeah, I'm going to I'm have to pick that one up. I didn't I have any. I... Usually when I go buy movies, it's just been steelbooks. Like I go in there, buy that, and get out, and not even really look to see what else is there. But um, on to my last one. Uh, this movie came out in 2005. Uh, I was introduced to it at my very first uh, Diego Comic Con, and this is Rob Zombie's uh, the Devil's Rejects, uh, also written by Rob Zombie and stars his wife, Sherry Moon, and awesome Sig Haig and Bill Mosley, uh, William Forsythe, and the late and great um, Matthew McGorry. He's in it. Um, I think this was his last film that he had done. And speaking of Matthew McGorry, he also got... What are you doing? <laughs> You've been making all kinds of noise. Oh. Sorry, trying to be quiet. <laughs> Are you like, sounds like you're doing something with scotch tape or something. Ah, no, nah, putting a pop back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, um, we went to the signing. Uh, we got uh, one of the, the movie posters, Devil's Rejects posters, and I uh, had um, not everyone sign it. Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon uh, weren't signing the day we were there, but we got pretty much uh, the rest of the cast uh, to sign it. So that was awesome to see that. And uh, I didn't get to go. They they had a screening for it that night, but I, I couldn't get in. Plus, I had my little guys with me. So I didn't want to uh, have them sit there and watch this movie. But this movie is like the second part, uh, the second story to uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, we're introduced to those characters there. Um, uh, Otis and Baby and Do- um, Dr. Um, well, Dr. Satan's in it, but um, Captain Spaulding, uh, we're introduced to them. And this is the further uh, mayhem adventures of, of those three. Uh, they're basically on the run uh, from the police because they, the, they, uh, the sheriff's department and all them rush in. And uh, well, they should, I think they were sheriff, Texas Rangers. I don't know one of them, but they, they find them, uh, find all the dead bodies that are in the house. And then it's just like them searching for them, uh, the rest of the, the film. But the end of this movie, all the craziness that happened in it. It's like really brutal. And uh, I, I don't love the, the CGI blood that, that they add uh, in this. I mean, just use some corn syrup and water or however they mix it up. 
but it just didn't look good. The CGI blood looked horrible. But um, the ending, we have our, our three uh, main characters. Uh, it's an awesome helicopter shot, and uh, they use the awesome song from Leonard Skinner, Freebird. And basically, they play the whole song at, at the ending, uh, solos and all. And it's just like a helicopter shot following them down the road. You see them, and they're in this big convertible Cadillac. They're just driving and driving, and then all of a sudden, they just stop. Um, when you see the character, the three characters, uh, Captain Spaulding, Otis, and Baby, they're all beat to shit. Uh, earlier, right before this scene, um, they were the William Forsythe's character. His brother was murdered in the first movie, so he just wanted to avenge his brother. So he kind of catches them and just tortures them. So they're all pretty much beat up and bleeding. Uh, but anyway, so they're driving down the road and then they just stop. And you can see that they're like just blood coming out of their mouths and uh, all beat up. And uh, um, Otis had some, uh, I think they were like just big, huge, long, long nails got jammed through his hands. So his hands are all bandaged up. And you see him just stop. It's like kind of like slow motion. The camera's kind of just like moving around the car. And then they see what they're looking at. And it's a roadblock. So you're like, oh, they're like, oh, my God. Uh, It's an awesome uh, little. uh, They start doing kind of some flashbacks of the three of them being all happy. Um, they try to make you feel for their characters, like, oh man, this is the end for them. But you, you did, you do realize all the the murder and mayhem they did up <laughs> to before all this, and uh, it's kind of like the last stand uh, for uh, our three characters in this. And you, Rob Zombie using Freebird was just, I think, the the cherry on top uh, of, of this scene, and then they kind of like okay man they realize this is it and they just load up their guns and then just basically right at the end of the uh, of the freebird song uh, right before the solos solos where it kind of the song kind of picks up um you just see baby mouth motherfucker and then they just punch it and they just go hauling ass straight at the at the roadblock and they're just all of them are loaded with guns and rifles and just start firing. Then the, the sheriffs and the police are all shooting at them. Bullet holes just hitting the car. The bullets are hitting them. You see them getting hit in the chest and in the shoulders. And they're bouncing all over the place. And just the, the car is just still going. And then the, the, um, the screen, it just stops. You see they, they just show still, uh, still images of the three of them. There's bullet holes on them. It's all CGI blood, which I didn't really care for. But then the kind of the the screen goes black, and you just hear all these gunshots, just, and then and then silence, and then the credits start rolling. But that ending was fucking amazing. Uh, out of all Rob Zombie's movies, The Devil's Rejects is my all-time favorite one. Um, it's not as uh, crazy and visually insane like um, House of a Thousand Corpses. That one's real colorful and all that. But this one was was more of a just uh, a hard, a hard um, they put it in the horror category. I don't think so. The first one yeah, it was a horror movie, but this one wasn't. It was more of a bloody drama, I thought. 
in uh, like a crime film. But oh my god, the ending was just was amazing. Um, if I have to put it, if I break down like my all time favorite endings of movies, uh, this would be one of them. And oh my god, this movie is amazing. I love it. Um, I was happy it was it was the end uh, of the series, but. I guess so many fans were talking to Rob, like, come on, man, what happened? What happened to them? Are they dead or whatever? And now they're coming with another one, a part three to this uh, trilogy called three from hell. I was just looking at the, uh, the, the, the studio shots and I guess they survived being riddled with bullets or I, I I don't know. That's just what I'm guessing, but I'm kind of like, Really, I mean, this this movie was over ten years ago, so I I don't know. I mean, I I just figured they were dead. I mean, I don't know how many how many you can take that many bullet shots because it looked like uh, Captain Spaulding got shot in the heart, uh, but I don't know. Apparently, they survived. I don't know yet. This is just what I what I'm looking at. There's there's no trailer or anything yet. And I'm just speculating on what on what's going to happen in the next one. But I'm excited, man. I get to see uh, the Firefly Firefly family once again. So uh, I'm definitely going to review that when it comes out. Um, I'm a huge fan uh, of Rob Zombie, his music and uh, his movies. Uh, not all of his movies have been awesome. Uh, I hate Halloween, too. Um, but everything else he's done, but out of everything he's done, uh, the devil's rejects is, is to me is a masterpiece, uh, in filmmaking for, for Rob zombie. And, um, I hope this next one three from hell just doesn't ruin what he's done, uh, with these characters, but I don't know. We'll see. Didn't they make uh pops for those characters? Uh, I don't know. I have the, um, the NECA ones. I know I'm I'm positive they made one for uh, the captain character that you keep That was uh, the House of the Thousand Corpses. That, that's, so that's what the have, pop they have that one. Oh. Okay. I don't know I don't know if they have uh, baby and Otis. I mean I could be wrong. I, I'm not sure, but I have seen Captain Spaulding. Right. That's he's dressed up as Uncle Sam with the clown makeup. Right, right, right. Yeah, See, a lot that of people one... love to use that in pictures with like it and both versions, you know. Because that one was more, um, it was kind of like a haunted house ride, like at, at an amusement, not amusement park, at a, like a fair a carnival. It was just a lot of crazy images, lots of colors. I mean, that one was cool. I liked it, and it is one of my favorite Rob Zombie movies. But I wasn't, I wasn't too sure what to expect when Devil's Rejects came out. I knew it was the further adventures of, of the Firefly family, but this one, it was, it was more of of a, a real movie. Not they didn't really punch you in the face with all the crazy images and the psychedelic stuff and everything. So I mean, that's why I really loved uh, the Devil's Rejects. Have you seen either of these? Uh, just like flashing by parts, parts here and there. Uh, I haven't seen it start to finish though. I don't think they're streaming anywhere. So you're lucky. Cause I was future, about to make you uh, future up to the challenge. There's, they're not streaming anywhere. I, I don't uh, think well, they... that's why I say future. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have to find it for you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think you'd really enjoy uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Devil's Rejects is more of a movie movie. So um, I guess if you do want to see that, uh, just to, to for the introduction to who these characters are, but I thought uh, it was more brutal uh, in Devil's Rejects on, on what was going on. There were some scenes that were like really tough for... Um, Otis's character, um, shit, I should know his name. I met him, I don't know how many times at uh, Comic Con. Uh, mostly, uh, there was there's a scene where he's uh, they're they're kind of messing with um, some hostages they got in this motel, and it, it's it's kind of eerie to watch uh, on what what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he said he he had a hard time filming that. Right, and then when they were done filming, he had to go like walk off and try to get himself together because he just said he felt so bad of what he did. And and the, I mean, it wasn't rape or anything; it was borderline rape. But he really had a tough time uh, filming that scene. I mean, out of all the craziness he did in House of a Thousand Corpses and and in this one, but I, I can understand why. I mean, he's he's not that type of guy. He's he's a really cool guy. If you guys meet him at conventions. And uh, he's awesome to talk to, and he's got he's done a shit ton of movie. Um, he was also in um, he had a, a little bit a little bitty scene in uh, Honey I Blew Up the Kid with our uh, last uh, Disney um, breakdown of movies we loved, and he was in that. And uh, I mean, he's he just he's always working. He he does everything, so it's cool. But uh, Otis uh, Bill Mosley's character probably had my favorite line. Uh, in this film, there was a scene where he kind of basically bashes this guy's head open uh, with a, a log, and uh, uh, or well, he's he hits him and he kind of falls down and he's still uh, laying there, uh, like pretty pretty much right before he kills him. To me, this is like the ultimate badass shit to say to someone right before you kill him. Uh, that guy's laying there, blood coming out of his head and out of his mouth, and he looks down. Bill Mosley looks at him. He's got long hair. He kind of moves the hair out of his face and looks at him and says, I am the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. And then just, uh, just starts bashing this guy's head in. When I saw that, I was like, Oh my God. I mean, how evil is that to say to somebody? Right. <laughs> uh, he, when I met Bill Mosley, he signed my DVD and he, I told him, dude, can you write that on the cover? And he did. So, uh, I need to get my Devil's Rejects poster. I need to. I want to meet him again, and I want him to write that on the poster, like in big, big letters, pretty much. Just write it as big as you can on it, because that's my favorite line in the whole film. I love it. But the ending to this film, uh, the cinematography with the helicopter shots, the, uh, the just the whole violent end, well, supposedly ending to these three characters. But the, like I said, the icing, uh, the cherry on top of this whole awesome film was using Freebird uh, for the end, uh, the end, the climax of the, of the, of the, of the end of the film. But, Oh my God, I love it. If you guys have seen De- devil's rejects, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, um, it's not a movie for everybody, but uh, check it out. The devil's rejects. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's uh five from me and five from you. You want to give them a quick recap of what we uh, did? Uh, yeah, let me get my list back up. From number five, I said The Mist. 
Uh, number four, the Blues Brothers. Number three, seven. Number two, Saw. And number one, the Devil's Rejects. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I did uh, the others, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Unbreakable, Big Lebowski, and Fantastic Mr. Fox. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, that is it, everybody. Um, another anchor one. Wanted to be short, but it never goes uh, short. Never goes short. <laughs> Uh, we always go. We always go yeah, long. <laughs> still cooking up that uh, Star Wars pod. We'll, we're going to do that on Anchor here at some point. Uh, hopefully before uh, Solo hits Blu-ray uh, in a week from today. So, yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that out of the way. And we also got to finish that other one. We started. Oh, that's right. And, yep. uh, yeah, we got we got we, uh, stuff in the works. So yeah, uh, hope you enjoyed yeah, it. We started one. We we need to finish it. Yep. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> And we are out of here. We'll talk to you guys. Have fun. Be safe. Have a good one, E-Society.